I've been thinking about how I want to approach this episode in particular because I feel a little bit out of my comfort zone because I just started learning about this topic maybe a year ago. I mean, for many years, I've been interested in this topic, but I only started using the fertility awareness method in March of this year. So it's kind of a newer topic to me, which makes me feel a little uncomfortable talking about it on a podcast, which is also why I don't want to do a podcast about something like blood sugar, even though I'm very into blood sugar. I just feel like too much of a kindergartner with that topic. And same same with this topic. Like, um, I feel like I know a very base level knowledge with it, but it's a base level knowledge that a lot of women in their 20s don't know. So I'm really hoping... You know, if you if you are listening to this and you've had a baby, this is or you have wanted to become pregnant, this is when we actually usually start to learn about our fertility. We don't learn when we're 14 or 12 when we get our period, but that's when we should be learning about fertility awareness method. This is why I'm doing this episode is because a lot of the information that I've learned in the past few years, I was shocked to learn and I'm like, how am I 30 years old and just learning this? I should have learned this at age 12. This is the information that every 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old should have learned and should be learning when they get their period or before. So I want to encourage you that if you are very interested in fertility awareness method, especially after this episode, please do your own deep research, like get a book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. That's a book I have. I also want to get the book, The Fifth Vital Sign um, by mm, Lisa Hendrickson. She's the podcaster for Fertility Friday podcast, which is a podcast I listen to pretty regularly. That's where I've learned a lot of my information. Fertility Friday podcast, it has like 300 plus episodes and it's all about birth control It's all about getting off of birth control, teaching you the fertility awareness method. It's teaching you how to take your basal body temperature every morning, and it's teaching you about your temperature chart. And so that podcast episode is where I have learned a lot of this information. So I want you to go way deeper in this topic if you like this topic, obviously, because this is just going to be a very basic overview, but a very important overview because I want to talk about the most simple, basic anatomy information like when we ovulate, our egg only survives for 12 to 24 hours. We only have a viable egg for 12 to 24 hours. To me, that's mind-blowing information. We cannot get pregnant any day of our period or any any day of a, of the month that was a fear tactic that we most all learned when we were younger of don't have sex because you could get pregnant we cannot get pregnant any or all days of the month you are only fertile for about 5 days of the month So this is why it's so perplexing as to why they created a birth control pill for women 
which shuts down our entire hormonal system when we are only fertile for a maximum of five days out of the month, when men are fertile every second, every minute, every day, every week, every year. They are fertile 24-7. They can father a child every hour, every day. But we, can, we only have one shot of fertility per month. And we don't learn this when we're young. It's so mind-boggling what we don't learn. So fertility awareness method, FAM, it is a birth control method which without hormones, without devices. And it is only using the signs of your body of when ovulation is or is not happening, but it's using your fertility signs of your body and then detecting your ovulation window and then either having sex or avoiding sex during that short window. This is what fertility awareness method is. It's very user dependent. And so it could be 99.5% effective. That is a rate that is out there. That is 99% effective. But it is solely in your responsibility. It's user dependent. Because it's all about learning your body and the signs and the symptoms of your body of detecting your ovulation. And so it is the most amazing method to get to know your body and be in complete harmony and union with your body. It is so amazing. And this is why I don't think it's taught. They cannot make money off of this fertility method. They cannot, get, they cannot make money off of this birth control method because it's us being in control and in tune with our body, listening to our body, and being responsible for our body. They only make money when they shove a pill down our throat or a device up our cervix. That's how they make money. I don't think we learn this when we're young because it's not a moneymaker. Everything in our society is all about money. So in a normal female cycle, a female that is not on hormones, a female that is not on birth control, like a copper IUD, she has no NuvaRing, nothing. A natural, normal female cycle starts on day one of your period. And your period is your uterine lining shedding. During your period is when your hormones are actually at the lowest level. So estrogen is really low, progesterone is really low. But this is when we have a little more testosterone. So this during our period is actually kind of when we're a little more similar to a man. And so when I've realized with my own cycle that when I'm on my period, I want to rage at the gym. Like I am so gung-ho and I want to compete against everyone and I want to do better than my last workout and I want to compete against myself my past version of myself and I really really feel that when I'm on my period and it's people think like you're raging with hormones and it's actually a time where you have the lowest estrogen and you have the lowest progesterone because then after your period the estrogen in your body starts rising and it rises and it rises and it rises 
And this is building your uterine lining. It's adding blood and flesh to your uterine lining in hopes of that an egg or a zygote will bury into it later in the month. So when your estrogen is rising after your period, at first you will have cervical fluid that is sticky and creamy like school glue. We have cervical fluid that comes out of us that either helps or inhibits sperm. That's its sole function. It, le- it either blocks sperm or helps sperm swim. How amazing is that? It took me for so long to learn that amazing simple fact. So as the estrogen is rising, at first it's sticky and creamy like school glue, but then it increasingly becomes more watery and like an egg white. And this is fertile mucus. This egg white consistency where if it's, be- if it's between your fingers and the most fertile fluid is uh, at least a one inch stretch. So this is how you identify fertile mucus. This is how you identify if you are going to ovulate. Because as, as estrogen peaks, your cervical fluid will be an egg white consistency. If your hormones are balanced and correct, your cervical fluid will become like an egg white consistency and then you will know you are fertile. You, are, you will know you are about to ovulate. And these are the signs that you learn with fertility awareness method. You track these signs and symptoms of your body to tell what your hormones are doing and whether you are about to ovulate or if you already ovulated. Our body has these signs and symptoms and it's up to us to read them. But you can't read these symptoms and signs if you don't know about them. It's crazy that we don't know these simple facts about our body. So once an egg is released, about two weeks after our period, it's different for every single woman. It is not static. This is why you should never listen to period apps. They are going by a guesstimate. It is not accurate. But about two weeks after you first start your period, and you ovulate, this will change between every single person's body. But once an egg is released, estrogen drops off and then you immediately lose the egg white cervical fluid. So then you know you already ovulated because then it almost immediately changes back. It either dries up or it changes back to like a school glue because then it inhibits sperm. Because the estrogen dropped down so low after ovulation, then the hormone progesterone starts getting output once that egg has released. And progesterone is a calming hormone. So for me, in the last two weeks of my cycle, I'm not that motivated at the gym because I have progesterone pumping out. And I swear, I didn't know any of this. I just kept noticing how I felt at the gym at different times of my cycle. And then I asked my friend about it and she confirmed all of it. She's like, yeah, progesterone is a calming hormone. So you're not going to be that motivated in the last two weeks of your cycle. But after you ovulate, the cervical fluid usually dries up. So this is how you know you already ovulated. But also what happens when progesterone starts pumping 
is that our body temperature rises. So with fertility awareness method, it's about taking your basal body temperature every single morning before you get out of bed, before you drink a glass of water. It's taking your basal body temperature of your body, getting the number and then tracking it on a chart. Because once you ovulate and progesterone starts pumping, you get a dramatic rise in your body temperature. So these, this temperature shift is how you know whether or not you ovulate. And this is what I'm going to talk about more in depth. Is the basal body temperature tracking, the cervical fluid, and then the third sign of fertility awareness method is your cervix position. So if you don't know what your cervix is, I didn't know until maybe a year or two ago, like fully know, like Googled pictures, felt it in my body. I was mind blown. I don't know how we are raised without knowing what our cervix is. It's so amazing. It's literally a portal. It, when you put your finger inside of you, you feel like the end of a nose it's kind of like or the end of a thumb that's your cervix and it has a hole at the end and the hole opens during ovulation and it closes not in ovulation your cervix opens and closes whether it's fertile or infertile at different points of the month it also changes its shape when it's fertile, when you're ovulating, it's really, really soft. It goes higher inside your body and it's open and it's very wet from the egg white consistency of mucus. Your cervix changes. So I personally don't track this sign and symptom because it just... <clears throat> takes more time, which is just a lazy answer, but you could touch your cervix every single day and learn through practice whether your cervix is soft and high and open or firm and low and closed, which is when it's not fertile. I highly suggest Googling pictures of cervixes and then touching your own because it is a portal and it is the wisest portal. So obviously the cervix is the thing in which it dilates when you have a baby. It dilates on its own. It opens up, it opens up to like 10 centimeters to let the baby out. It is such a wise, wise, wise body part. And it goes so unnoticed and oh, I just... I learned about the cervix in the past year and it just, I just have so much reverence for it. I love it. So fertility awareness method is the tracking of your basal body temperature, your cervical fluid, or your cervix position. You don't have to do all three, but you have to do two. Because the, or if you do all three, then you will have a greater accuracy at guessing and being sure of when you are ovulating but i do the temperature tracking and the cervical fluid 
Okay, so if you want to start tracking your basal body temperature, you need to get a thermometer that has two decimal points. So it's four numbers total, like 97.42. You want four numbers. You can put the thermometer in your vagina, or you can put it in your mouth, whatever you want to do. But you do it immediately upon waking. Before you go pee, before you get up, before you take a sip of water, you do it immediately upon waking. And for an even better accurate number, I put the thermometer in my mouth for at least a minute or like 30 seconds before I turn it on because the thermometer was cold. It was just sitting out in the cold. And so I like to warm it up just a little bit. But um, the Fertility Friday podcast person, she recommends holding it in your mouth for 10 minutes. And that's just, that's not really realistic. It's really uncomfortable to put the thermometer in my mouth and keep my mouth shut for 10 minutes. So I don't do that. I only do it for like a minute maybe. So I wake up, grab my thermometer right away, put it in my mouth, let it sit there for like a minute, then turn it on. And then it takes about 30 seconds and it gives me my number. And I just remember my number in my head. I say it over and over and I might lay there for another 20 minutes. Then I get up and I put that number into my Glow app. There's many different apps. Or you can do your basal body temperature on a chart. You can do it by hand on a chart, which a lot of people recommend. But I use the Glow app. I pay extra for certain features, I think, because they had a major sale and I just bought the upgrade. But I put the four decimals into the app and then it creates my basal body temperature chart for the month. So my favorite part about taking my temperature is the information it gives you about your body. So if you have temperatures before you ovulate that are below 97.4, for example, in March and April when I first started doing it, my temperature would go down to like 97.1, 97.0 before I ovulated. And that's a cold temperature. And everybody is different. And so it's hard to talk about general temperatures. But on the Fertility Friday podcast, this is what she talks about. She has episodes about this. And she talks about how if you have constant low temperatures below 97.4, it is an indication of perhaps a thyroid issue or a metabolism issue. And I did have these cold readings. And then, and I've been trying to heal my body, and then in June, when a lot of my health symptoms changed and I started eating meat, I started eating way more calories. You know, I really had my major health shift in June. My body temperatures started rising dramatically since june it's december right now so what is that i don't know six seven months i do not drop below 97.5 my temperatures are so warm my body has gotten so much warmer i don't have any low temperatures anymore and that is proof that i know my thyroid is healing and my metabolism is now amazing Because I am healing my metabolism by eating way more regularly and consistently, eating more calories, more protein and fat. That's how you heal your metabolism. 
So I am doing all those things. And now as a result, I have proof that my body is way warmer. And now I sleep all throughout the night, which is another sign that your metabolism is healthy. I have all these signs and the temperature tracking clearly shows me how my body is healing. This is why I'm obsessed with it. So before you ovulate, you will have lower temperatures. They will be around 97 or 97.4. It is better if they're above 97.4, but don't stress out. Just start taking your temperature. And then after a few months, you'll be able to tell the pattern. So before you ovulate, you will have the lower temperatures. And then after you ovulate, your temperatures will stair climb to hopefully above 98 degrees. Because after you ovulate, the progesterone starts pumping out, which increases your body temperature. So this is how you know whether you ovulate or not. But if you never reach another set of higher temperatures in your month of tracking your chart, you are either not ovulating or your progesterone is really, really low. This is how tracking these temperatures shows you whether you are ovulating or not and whether your hormones are balanced or not. So women that don't have this rise of a body temperature after you ovulate so then you don't know if you ovulated and your chart is just kind of a constant line it doesn't go to this second set of higher body temperatures in the second half of your cycle that's when it's normally indicative that you are not ovulating or you have pcos you have fibroids or something like that there are many reasons why you may not be ovulating but this is how taking your body temperature can show you what is possibly going on like you don't even need to go to a doctor to recognize that your progesterone is low because if your temperatures don't get high after you ovulate you either didn't ovulate or you have low progesterone and you can learn some of this stuff without even going to the doctor. This is all by reading our bodies. This is taking responsibility for our bodies and our health and our fertility. It's amazing. So in a typical temperature chart, of course, every single body is different. But in a typical temperature chart, you should have one set of temperatures in the 97s. And then after you ovulate, you should be in the 98s. There should be a second set of temperatures that are way higher. That's how you know you ovulated. So you can do this tracking to either achieve a pregnancy or prevent a pregnancy. So the whole point is identifying when you ovulate. So then you know whether to have sex or not. And if you are trying to prevent a pregnancy, you would identify when you are ovulating. And the few days before... And you would either not have sex or use a second method like a condom. But if you are trying to achieve a pregnancy, you would purposely have sex before you ovulate so that the sperm is waiting for the egg when it's released. 
because the egg is only viable for 12 to 24 hours. This is why it's so important to recognize the ovulation window. But it's, it's a lot safer to have sex before you ovulate because sperm can live in the fallopian tubes or in the uterus for many days. Science has shown that sperm can live in the uterus for five days. So if you have sex five days before you ovulate, you could obviously still get pregnant. So if you use this method to prevent pregnancy, you will be having about a week of abstinence or a week of using a condom because you will be fertile for about, you know, four, five, six days. So if you don't want to use a thermometer, either it's a nuisance or you can't ever remember the number, there is this band you could, it's called temp drop, I think. And it's a band you put on your arm that takes your temperature. Or I'm pretty sure the Ava bracelet does your temperature. And so it's a bracelet that you wear. And it takes your temperature and your heart rate and all of those things. Um, you know, that's a little more more expensive. I guess the way I do it is just so cheap. <laughs> like you just need a piece of paper, a pen, a thermometer, or an app and a thermometer. That's it. It's the cheapest method of birth control which is why they don't want us knowing this information but anyways some things that affect the waking temperature because your waking temperature isn't always going to be smack dab perfect because if you got drunk that previous night that could influence the temperature if you are sick if you have a fever um, if you slept horribly if you had like no sleep that's going to affect your temperature if you wake up between like if you wake up at 6 a.m. one day and then 9 a.m. the next day, your temperature will change. And that happens to me even just like a one-hour difference. If I wake up at 5 a.m. one day and then 6.30 the next day, I can see a temperature difference, but I just kind of make a note of that in my chart. And I don't really make a big deal about it. So an important note to make is that postpartum or breastfeeding this method is harder to do because you might not be ovulating. But I don't have much experience with that. But if you are postpartum or breastfeeding, I would definitely get the Taking Charge of Your Fertility book or the Fifth Vital Sign. Those are the two probably most well-known about fertility awareness method. And I would research with those books because I personally don't have much experience or knowledge in in that department okay so we discussed the basal body temperature next let's talk about cervical fluid i already kind of did when i was laying out the normal cycle of a female but cervical fluid is so 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 crucial it is made literally to help sperm swim or stop sperm from swimming it is so crazy the thick, more creamy, school glue-like cervical fluid, that is non-fertile fluid. That is made by your body to stop sperm. And then a more watery, clear, egg white consistency, that is fertile mucus. So with fertility awareness method, 
you have to get really comfortable with your discharge. You have to. You have to track maybe about a week after your period. You have to track each day, take a note of whether of what consistency it is. So you track when it starts getting creamy, creamy, then it gets more clear, gets more clear. Oh, it's getting stretchy. It has a little bit of a stretch. It has a half an inch stretch. It's a one inch stretch, which is fertile mucus. So you take note. You can do it mentally or write it down. It's very, like my body is very, very spot on. And so I just mentally take note because it's not really giving me conflicting, confusing signs. If it was, I would be writing everything down always. But I feel like my body is just very fertile because it's showing me every fertility sign, you know, even though I haven't gotten pregnant, which is just so funny. But actually, I have to tell you that the, doing this method is the most empowering, optimistic thing I've ever done because I watch my fertility signs every single month. Like with the temperature change, I watch my body ovulate. And then with the cervical fluid, I watch my body have fertile cervical fluid. I watch my fertility signs and it's like the most amazing, encouraging thing ever. And it also makes me like know and realize I have nothing to worry about because my body's signs, everything it's pointing to is that it's fertile and it's, and my hormones are amazing and balanced. And they've, it's all been healing even more since March because I've seen such a dramatic rise in my body temperature that I know things are, are evening out and panning out even more. So with the egg white consistency, which will show up days before you ovulate, once you start seeing watery see-through egg white, then you know you are fertile and you should either have sex or abstain from sex. This is your fertility sign. And this egg white consistency is from estrogen. This is what estrogen is doing to your body. And so you can see the role of hormones and the effect of it on your body. It's so amazing. So with the cervical fluid, you can either examine it just on your underwear or with a wipe with toilet paper, or you could insert a finger. Um, it's just whatever you prefer, but egg white consistency usually is on your underwear and you can usually very blatantly tell, but it depends on your body. Everybody's different. I highly suggest playing with the stretch because you will notice this is what is the most empowering thing is you can see your body's signs changing with your hormones so when your estrogen is peaking you will have a way bigger stretch to the cervical fluid and that's your most fertile fluid but days prior to the ovulation it will just have a little bit of a stretch it'll be a little bit of a stretch and then it'll work up to one or two inches obviously it's a bonus if you take into account other ovulation signs and those are just a bonus and so if you spot a little bit of blood when you ovulate a lot of women do that if you have you know that little pain or that ache on either side where your ovary is trying to release an egg or if you blow or if you have breast tenderness or sensitivity those are other ovulation signs 
to take note of and to add that to our temperature tracking or the fluid tracking or the cervix tracking. Learning about this method has been one of my favorite parts of this year. I did not know about fertility awareness method before this year. I've heard about it because there's other names like natural family planning. I've heard those names before, but I never fully understood. And now I understand and I am forever changed. And I just want to share this information with, with every woman and especially young women. Like if you have a teenager or if you have a woman in her 20s that you can share this episode with, please, please, please do. Because knowing our bodies, being in tune and in touch with our fertility is how we take responsibility for our fertility. This is how we feel empowered. And I truly believe this is why they made the birth control pill for women. It shuts down our entire hormone system. Our entire hormone system. If you are 13 years old and you get put on the pill, your 13-year-old body gets shut down. All of the hormones get shut down. And then it changes the development of your brain. And then it changes the microbiome of your gut, which is why the pill has a, such dramatic side effect of depression and anxiety. There's a Danish study that found that teenagers that took a hormone contraceptive, 80% of them were depressed. 80%. Why did they decide to give a pill to females that shuts down our entire hormonal system when we're only fertile for four or five days of the month, which also shuts down our sex drive? But men are fertile 24-7 every day of every year. Why aren't 15-year-old males given a pill to shut down their hormones in their system that then lowers their sex drive? When they're fertile every day. Why did they do that? This is like my biggest aha moment of this year. Was realizing that this pill that was supposed to be so progressive for women. And of course, women should have access to the pill. But it was supposedly so progressive. But really, it shuts down our entire hormone system. Decreases our sex drive makes us anxious and depressed, which then leads us to take other big pharma pills like antidepressants. They chose to do this for women when men were also in the trials for taking a birth control pill, but they complained of having a low libido, no sex drive, and then they just, they just squashed it. They just stopped doing the male birth control pill and just decided, oh, we'll just do it to women. But 13-year-olds are going to the doctor and getting this prescription as if it's just like this candy when, it has a bl- when many birth controls have a black box warning on them. A black box warning is the highest level of warning from the FDA because it has serious, serious side effects. Birth control can cause death. It has, some birth controls have a black, black box warning 
because they can cause stroke, heart attack, or death. And these pills are given to young women without any caution. It's so mind-blowing to me. There's this new documentary called The Business of Birth Control, and it's brand new. Like You can't even get it on Netflix yet, but that is going to be my first thing I do when it comes out because it was the same creators as the business of being born and it talks about the business of childbirth and how the hospital is a business and they're there just to make money not really for the safety of you like they're just there to make money and you know to avoid getting sued but it's the same makers from the business of being born and it's called the business of birth control and it goes through the nasty nasty marketing of birth control like how Yaz I know in my day it was marketed as this amazing birth control that just takes away your acne but then some women died on it and there there's these parents that are like crusading trying to get a black box warning on Yaz these pills have side effects and if the doctor isn't telling you what the side effects are you need to research it Because they are a drug dealer. They get paid for the more prescriptions they dole out. You need to take responsibility for your health. Read what the side effects are. A lot of the side effects of hormonal birth control is no sex drive. It's fatigue. It's mood changes like depression, loss of scalp hair, stomach cramps, bloating, nausea, blood clots, stroke, Um, liver problems, you could get a blockage of bile and have high bilirubin levels and have liver and gallbladder issues. Typically, one big pharma pill like hormonal birth control can lead to more big pharma pills like antidepressants then or anti-anxiety meds. This is a very, very common storyline for a lot of young women. And We could avoid it all if we were taught the fertility awareness method. If we were taught the actual signs of our body, the actual fertile signs of our body, so that we are in tune and in touch with our own body. Instead of shutting off our entire hormonal system so that it is similar to menopause. Taking hormonal birth control, some hormonal birth controls, is very similar to menopause because in menopause, you don't ovulate. And so with some hormonal birth control, it suppresses your hormones so much to make you not ovulate. So then when you get your period on the pill, it's not a period. It is a pill withdrawal bleed. It is not a period because you can only get your period if you ovulate. So some hormonal birth control pills, it suppresses your hormones to be very similar to menopause, which is why you might not have a sex drive or you might have dryness down there. There is hope though, because learning the fertility awareness method is one of the most empowering things you could do for your body because you get to know your body and then you get to take responsibility for it. And You don't have to take hormones anymore or you don't need a strange device in your body down there anymore 
it's so, 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 so empowering. So if you want more information, there is a free birth society podcast episode about the fertility awareness method that I really enjoyed. So you could Google, you could Google that or you could get the taking charge of your fertility book or you could get the fifth vital sign book or you could listen to Fertility Friday podcast. Um, you could research Dr. Aviva Ram or you could research Dr. Jolene Brighton. These are some females that are really you know awesome crusaders in helping women get off of birth control if they, you know, have horrible symptoms or signs or are depressed. You know, some people are fine on birth control and that's amazing. But for some women, they feel like they don't have options because they feel so gross on birth control that, you know, they feel hopeless. But I think fertility awareness method is a very, very optimistic and hopeful method and I stand by it and I love it and I'm passionate about it 